Urban Spelunking is supported by Landmark Credit Union. Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. To Bayview this week on Urban Spelunking, this is an instantly recognizable neighborhood name. It's been embedded in the community since the early 20s, 1922. We are at the Beulah Brinton Community Center. This building that's there now, Bobby, is about 40 years old, and it replaced a building that was there uh, in the 1920s. Yeah, this building uh, was built exactly 40 years ago, 1981, and it did replace the older Beulah Brinton Center, which opened in 1922 in what had become a disused firehouse. It was a 19th century firehouse, but when they moved, um, it was left vacant, and so... Milwaukee Public Schools got it, and they, in 1922, converted it into the Beulah Brinton Community Center. Nice. Okay, so I've lived in Bayview um, almost my entire adult life, and shame on me. I've never been to this building. So I was really excited when I saw that you were writing about this because I was kind of curious. So, like, what goes on there? I know it's... You need to take, like, a sewing class. I got you right, yeah. Or a cooking class, or maybe an adult uh, soccer league, or... Oh, when I was there once, there was a whole classroom full of people playing drum sets. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> there's like a drumming class. Um, so there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, everything that, you know, you get that Milwaukee rec uh, booklet you yes, know, yes. a few times a year that has just page after page after page after page of art classes, music classes, language I get it. classes, just everything you could possibly think of. I get it every year and it sits there and I, I always tell myself I'm going to do some one of these things. I'm going to do something. I'm sure a lot of folks can <laughs> relate to that, yes. you know, but yeah, they run so many of these classes and programs through Milwaukee Recreation and a lot of them are happening here. Yeah. Lots of them ha- happening here. Uh, sports too, indoor and outdoor. So all kinds of stuff. Um, and it really builds on a tradition um, that goes back to the 1870s when the woman named Beulah Brinton came to Milwaukee and she um, was related to the owner of the, the rolling mills oh, okay. that employed you know, right, so yeah. many people in Bayview at the time. And um, she was married to, I believe, a manager at the mill as well. And she sort of opened her house to the neighborhood because she felt like it, you know, that every person had a duty to their fellow man to uh, lend a hand, right? And so she had the first kindergarten Wow. She okay. ran the first circulating library in the neighborhood. Um, she taught classes, again, like all of the kind of stuff that happens now at, at this place and has happened at the community center since 1922. She was doing that sort of thing in her own home, which incidentally still exists on Superior Street and is home to the Bayview Historical Society. Ah, yes. I know that building. So yeah. it's, that's not too far away from this, right? Yeah. No, not real far. You could walk there. Yeah. So right now, I mean... The, I'm sure the fall uh, the fall series of classes is happening right now with Milwaukee Recreation. I'm sure it's busy yeah. right now, and it's you know still really actively used. I mean, the playground is on site as well. Um, I guess kind of fulfilling that same mission that that Miss um, Brinton herself um, laid out all those years ago. Yeah, it's kind of amazing because I mean it has a different look. It's a much more modern building like than its pre- its predecessor was. A, you know, like an 1880s firehouse, so it looked very different. But really the the mission remains the same, right? And the, and the actual practicality of it remains pretty much the same, although there was some stuff at the old center that we'll talk about later that um, I don't think really happens here as much. But uh, Yeah, some of those classes that maybe are no longer <laughs> necessary. <huh? laughs> right. Well, coming up in the second portion, we're going to go deeper into the history of the Beulah Brinton Community Center in Bayview. That's next on Urban Spelunking. Support for 88.9 Radio Milwaukee comes from your membership and Landmark Credit Union. 
Landmark Credit Union is proud to support Urban Spelunking and is proud to have been guiding members with financial options since 1933. Information about membership is at LandmarkCU.com. Landmark Credit Union. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you for making the fall membership drive a success. It takes a village to run 88.9, and we're so thankful for the support and the kindness that we received from our members, our volunteers, our underwriters, and of course, you. Radio Milwaukee is your station, and we're looking forward to making many more years of dancing, learning, and exploring Milwaukee with you. So thank you, Milwaukee. All right, Bobby, we're back at the Beulah Brinton Community Center. This is on Bay Street, just north of Russell Avenue in Bayview, or Russell Street in Bayview. Is it mm-hmm. Avenue or Street? Uh, Avenue. Avenue. Yeah. All right. So that's where we're at. Um, we, we talked about the history of this more modern building, the new one, which is mm-hmm. 40 years old, uh, right. kind of on the nose. But uh, this replaced this this really neighborhood institution, the, the former Beulah Brinton Community Center. What sort of things happened there? This was um, at a, a much different era of Milwaukee, right? When yeah. So that opened in 1922, and it was there until 1977 when it closed, and they tore it down because it, the building was just not in good shape. So there was a, a little break between the two while they got money together to build the new one. Okay. But, um, but for the most part, uninterrupted for most of that time. The... Um, earlier center it's funny if you talk to sort of older bayview residents um they talk about how there was not like a lot of bathroom facilities <laughs> right in indoor their homes plumbing in bayview in the, you know in the 20s 30s and they would go to the ba- the britain center to take their showers like yeah. that was that was how they could basically bathe themselves was to go to the britain center um and back then, because there were so many Italian immigrants in the neighborhood, they would do lots of English language classes. Interestingly, they did Italian language classes for kids. So there was a time when you could you'd go into the Britain Center and there was there were classes teaching kids how to speak Italian while there were at the same time as classes to teach their parents how to speak English. Oh, interesting. So super, super interesting there. So real um, generational and yes. intergenerational. And lots of, you know, lots of things that sort of settlement houses and, and community centers around the country did at that time, which was to, to sort of teach people to be American, <laughs> right? To teach them the language. Um, they would have cooking classes to teach them how to cook American food, you know? <laughs> right. Um, and there were lots of plays, go, you know, performed for the kids and all sorts, just all sorts of, Stuff and you know, pre television and all of that, people spent a lot of time at these places, you know. Yeah, and imagine I mean, there was a quote in your story about you know, spending your leisure hours and and just that concept of spending your leisure hours someplace and going to a community center to do that, right? It almost you know, does kind of seem like a a concept from a, a different era, it does because now I think, I mean, as you know, as great as the center is now, it has a different feel to it, and that you go there to do a specific thing and then you leave, right? I mean, it's uh, I get the sense that, especially in, in the uh, earlier decades, the original Britain Center was a place you just got up and went over to. Yeah, I mean, Do you know what I mean. You might have signed up for classes, but you also just went there because so you had to take playing. a shower. Well, and there were kids, there were kids playing basketball, and you were taking a shower, and uh, you know there was there was just you could go there, and there were things to do. Whereas here, there, it's not so much like a wa- you know there might be some walk-in programs, but you generally sign up for them and you, you go at a very specific time to do a specific thing. But back then I think it really was part of people's day to day day lives in a, in a different way than we see these kinds of centers now. And these sort of centers weren't uncommon, right? I mean, they were all over the place in Milwaukee and still exist today. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, these settlement houses and I mean, you, you still see places that used to be that around the city in a lot of different neighborhoods. Yeah. And a lot of this grows out of, you know, the, this center grew out of, um, the sort of lighted schoolhouse movement in Milwaukee, um, where the district, thanks to people like Dorothy Enderis, um, opened up schoolhouses at night to become community centers. A state law was passed that allowed the use of public schools for this purpose. And so, you know, more than a dozen schools around the city became sort of community centers at night, you know, and they would do all this sorts of thing. They would do the language classes, they would do arts and crafts, they would do just all this, all this kind of thing. And it was based on that idea that they're public buildings and owned by the public and should serve the public, right? Yeah, right. That, that there was no reason they should sit empty when, when there were needs that needed to be filled in the neighborhood that they should sit empty half the day, right? Because they'd be open for kids during the day and then they'd be closed all night long. So they kept the schools open uh, into the evening hours and did a lot of this kind of thing. So earlier you had mentioned that Beulah Brinton was connected to the rolling mills through marriage. What was that connection there? And what did the rolling mills mean for Bayview at the time? Well, the rolling mills were really, I mean, they're really kind of why there was a Bayview, you know, the, yeah, yeah. the so many people, that's why we have so many of those like little cottages, sort of those workers cottages and things, because the, really the whole neighborhood life for decades centered around the rolling mills. People worked there and services for people who, you know, the, the bars were to, to, you know, for, for the workers to come drink at after and to have a meal at. And really the, it was the center of the neighborhood and it, it was great that there was somebody like Britain who could, again, like the, you know, the, the mill served a purpose, but you know, it was also, it was rough work. It was dangerous work. It yeah. was, if you see photos of it, they're spewing black smoke out into the, <laughs> into the neighborhood, um, all day and night, you know? And so it was great that there was somebody like Britain too, who was also like kind of boots on the ground trying to help people live better lives. Yeah. I mean, and no joke about those working conditions. I mean, so much so that there was the, the protests and the uprising and the massacre right, at, right, at right. the rolling mills yeah, were... That's, that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole different thing, yeah. <laughs> and when you talk about, I mean, the the importance of, um, you know, an employer like that in the neighborhood that essentially built out Bayview, you know, I'd, I'd imagine, um, you know, Beulah Brinton herself having this connection to this prominent business and this, this real anchor company... Um, you know, it kind of almost reminds me of like a first lady or something like running all these language classes and out of her own home, you know, almost kind of a duty to the fellow man, like she talked about. Right. And I wonder if people, I wonder if some of the people she was trying to reach were skeptical at first too, Mm. right? Because who's this woman on Superior Street? She she lives on a street called Superior, (laughs) you know, um, in this beautiful house while we live in these tiny cottages, what's her, what's she up to? You know, like I, I could see why that maybe early on there would have been a little skepticism, but it seems like it didn't take long for people to realize her heart was in the right place. And she was, like I said, she was responsible for the first kindergarten, first library. She would let kids play sports on her lawn, you know, just, and she was doing classes, all kinds of things. You know, she didn't have to do that. She could have just been sipping tea with the other, uh, (laughs) mill, you know, managers' right. lives. So. Right. And very cool that that is still there, that you can still see that bit of Bayview history, that, that her original home still exists on Superior. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And it's perfect that it's home to the historical society. All right. Well, I, I, I heard it right here. I'm vowing right now that I got to take one of these recreation classes okay, and good. be at the Beulah Brenton Community Center and uh, pick up a new skill or something. I do have a sewing machine that is, um, it is disused itself, just like that old fire station. Well, so. and maybe we should, maybe we should put it on our, uh, 
docket to go to the Bueller Britton house and do a story. We should definitely do a follow up there. Well, thank you so much for uh, educating me about this. I, you know, this is like a whole neighborhood story that I've I've lived right next to and didn't even know about. <laughs> now you know. Now I know. You can go be a part of it. Well, podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab. We get support from Landmark Credit Union. You can subscribe to this podcast and all 88.9's podcasts at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts or on whatever platform you're using right now to listen. We've got links and info to Bobby's story, by the way, by clicking on the info box on the platform you're using. And please do subscribe and rate and review the podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. All right. Thanks, Bobby. See ya.